Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another Dynamite episode of Dragonmark Symphony here on Natural One Media. Uh, I am your host and DM, Dylan, here with my friends, and we are going to jump right back in. It's, we've been away for a little while, so we're just going to get right back into it. Uh, no muss, no fuss. Uh, and we're going to check how well everybody remembers what happened last time. A little bit of a... <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. We're not skipping a recap. Uh, in fact, uh, y'all are going to be helping me in doing the recap. And uh, depending on how well you do, there will be prizes. So, uh, I hope you all were taking last session, uh, or your memory is extremely good. Uh, God knows neither of those apply to me. It's true. We're going to try to remedy that. Last last session... <laughs> last session... Uh, it's not a bad idea. Last session, uh, we didn't get to see... We didn't get to see too much going on uh, with Silva and Seth. But we did see the party split up. Gasp! The party split up so that they could collect vital information... As they jumped headlong into their investigation, uh, following all the events that have occurred, uh, there was a plan in place. The party was broken up into three groups. Marshall, what were those three groups? Go. <laughs> oh. Excellent. Also, I was he muted did. on stream. What's up? Hello, everyone. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, That's great. You could pretend like you knew right from the get-go and just... <laughs> right. Well, as I already noted, uh, Nathaniel and Dak are together. Mm-hmm. Uh, but That's yeah, one so... Year. Let's see. Well, because... <coughs> Set and I went to the library. So, if anything, yeah. Johannes must have... I presume Johannes must have been, must be with Caspian then. And that's group three. Go ahead and add five temporary hit points to your character. Uh, Yo. Those hit points until okay. you use them. All right. Uh, okay. I was going to so, say, I really hope I don't need them this session or within this nope. rest period. <laughs> those were our three groups. Uh, uh, and as Marshall kind of keyed into a little bit there, uh, Silva and Set were going to be heading to the Library of Morgrave University. Uh, had a couple different plans for there. Uh, Silva is going to be doing some transposing of some spells into her spell book. And while they are there, they are also going to try to grab the floor plans for Bennett. <laughs> 
Where did you and Caspian go? We went to uh We went to the Velvet Curtain. The Velvet Curtain. What's so special about the Velvet Curtain? They have plays there. Where very rich and powerful people go to see plays. Wonderful. Did you meet any very rich and powerful people while you were there? We did. We met um Cassowary Dubois. Yeah! <laughs> My boy. Five temporary hit points to you for Cassowary Dubois. I was who very is, excited to see if you would remember that name. It who was the, uh, he was the grandson. I think it was the grandson of the, like the architect of the velvet curtain. Nicely done. That is correct. He claims to be related to a long line of architects, including his grandfather, yeah, who was significant yeah. in the construction of the grand column architecture of the velvet curtain. So many years ago, uh, Speaking of the Velvet Curtain and plays being there, uh, was there anything you learned about maybe a particular play that might be of some importance? Yes, we, um, the fair lizard, my fair lizard folk is the one that everybody, all of the rich, the rich lords tend to enjoy going to, including, um, Aberson. Ah, yes, yes. So. My fair lizard folk. Uh, Kevin, question for you. Yes. Is this the first time My Fair Lizard Folk is being performed? No. No. Everything that's coming up in the near future are specific requests to be replayed by the noble folk. That's right. <laughs> it is a uh, it is a significant time in the theater world. A lot of uh, a lot of performances that weren't happening during the tail end of the war uh, for a multitude of reasons are being brought back. It is revival season, baby. Uh, and anyone who is even remotely interested in the theatrical arts is very excited for it. Uh, Kevin, while I got you there. Yes. Uh, where did... Nathaniel and Dak end up going. Uh, they went to go get our outfits for the evening. Um, cannot remember the name because I'm not logged into Roll20, but it is on the map. I mean, I feel like that kind of be cheating, right? You, it would be. It would be cheating. Um, but that's <laughs> utilizing your resources. Um, mm. You know, I do appreciate that. You're you're playing you're playing to the teacher. Van Hortons and Mortons. Uh Correct. Where Van Hortons they, and Mortons. Where they proceeded to build a fucking king for our outfits. Yes, indeed. Go ahead and add uh five temporary hit points to your character uh for uh for recalling. Yeah, the uh, outfit is where... I think something I feel like I'm not I like I didn't remember as clearly. <laughs> My my notes on the outfits that were chosen are chaotic. They are the everything I wrote down for what was being described. What well, it is a whirlwind. It's less. Of, that sounds uh, about right. Oh, how do you not remember this fine detail? It's just like, 
Dude, they're fucking everywhere in that store. I have no idea. I cannot remember. <laughs> Dak was the one the choosing the shit, doing. so of course Which it was is, chaotic. Right, exactly. Let him take the wheels on that one. I was not going to think of that stuff. Speaking of thinking about stuff, Jade... Oh, don't... Uh, <laughs> what's, what's the penalty? Minus five? Because I'll get ready. <laughs> Jade. Who spoke first? Are you Van kidding me? Or Van Morton? Uh, well, 50-50 shot. I'm going Horton. It was Morton. Yes! Take those five temporary hit points, add them to your character. It was Van Horton who spoke first. Uh, only for Van Morton, uh, who actually took your order of outfits later on, uh, to protest and insist that it is Van Morton's. Uh, the true answer is lost to time. Maybe we'll find it someday. Uh, but yes, you were at Van Horton's and Morton's, uh, where they took your extravagant outfit order, uh, because you needed outfits for everyone, so that you would not stick out like a sore thumb, uh, in your plan to visit the Velvet Curtain and attend the play. Uh, Franny, the last question is for you. Good bit. Franny. Who walked in to Van Horton's and Morton's just before we ended the last session? I gotta do this to this man. <laughs> this is poor man. It's okay, take your time. <laughs> <laughs> If I don't get back to us, uh, he probably needs like a good like. I know you're a prolific note taker. Thirty to sixty minutes to to give us a good answer. How long are you gonna have this bit go for? (laughs) That is correct. There was indeed a awkward silence that greeted Van Morton's and Horton's uh, as Eberson stepped in through the door. It, it preceded him by like two seconds, but it was just enough for you to say that the first thing to walk into the door was awkward silence. Excellent work, Franny. Thank you for your contributions. Always appreciated. But with that... You are, you are a troll. <laughs> we can now get into... We're having fun tonight, guys. We can now get into the session proper. As we cut back to Silva and Set, we to do shit. I'm up. The time is now. The two of you are briskly making your way across the northern side of the city of Rote on your way to Morgrave University. Uh, you are surrounded on all sides by swaths of people making their way uh, to and fro. Many of them dressed much more elegantly and in higher states of fashion than anything you had seen on the southern side of the city. Uh, I'm really into it. You know, I prefer prefer to Snapply. Snapply is good. Uh, There are a couple moments where the two of you almost (laughs) the two of you almost get separated from each other. Uh, by these people sort of whisking about. Uh, in fact, uh, 
I need both of you to make a very quick little de uh, dexterity check for me to make sure that you don't get separated entirely. Just a straight dexterity, not a second throw? Just a straight dexterity. No frills. Right. No fanciness. Okay. Uh, 14. Uh, 22. Excellent. Both of these are more the than enough beats the road, to satiate the two of you are able to remain close together to each other, weaving through these crowds. Uh, you see, you know, multiple buildings. All of them are kept in very, uh, very good status. Uh, every, every door uh, leads to somewhere. Like, you don't see any, like, broken down businesses or, like, empty buildings. Everything is occupied and filled with uh, people. Uh, it is it is flourishing on this side of town. Uh, and the type of people that you're seeing alter slightly. As you make your way further westward, uh, you begin to see younger people. The, the age groups of the crowd sort of diversify a little bit. So you're, you're seeing more and more youths uh, passing by, uh, flitting in and out of different shops and, and stores and buildings. Uh, and in the distance, you are able to now see sort of towering the the several multi-story buildings connected in with each other, uh, decorated with these long, uh, waving flags, uh, bearing some sort of magnificent crest on them, and what you must assume to be the infamous Moorgrave University, uh, making your way onto campus, uh, there are a series of buildings that are interconnected, but one building in particular is larger than the rest. Uh, it is massive. Many of these beautiful windows, uh, some of them clear, others are tinted. Uh, dozens of entryways and doors, uh, and people are flying in and out of them. Uh, some literally, as you see, uh, a couple people fly by kind of low level, about 10 feet off the ground on some sort of like a broomstick type contraption, uh, though it has these jets of fire coming from two uh, of these uh, <clears throat> sort of sort of like turbines, these, these strange arcanic turbines uh, that have been mounted to the bottom of the brooms. Uh, as they sort of coast along, one of them almost flies right into the two of you before sharply veering to the right with a so -do 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 sound as it arcs off into the distance. Uh, you see hundreds of students, many of them uh, carrying book bags, uh, satches, scrolls, arms full of scrolls and tomes and books, uh, walking in groups, walking alone. Uh, you see familiars uh, walking or flying amongst them. Toads, owls, uh, foxes, dogs, cats, all, all kinds. Uh, it is just this absolute menagerie of uh, animal and people uh, moving about. And it is very overwhelming at first glance. Uh, and as you make your way onto the campus proper, where will you two go? It's back up to, you. to school, back <laughs> to school. Um, yeah, I mean, we were we were given a specific building that uh, 
was where we should be heading. I believe it was the East Building. If I'm remembering correctly. Quick question. Yes, go ahead. That's what I was just noting. Like, great question. Oh, no yeah. Yes, the way I was phrasing it was that I was hoping that you had noted which building very, was actually told. Very to quick, very quick intelligence check. I was gonna say if I lose this, uh, if I if I lose this after bragging about beating the rogue in a dex check, it'd be really sad. Uh, but no, it's a nineteen. <laughs> Very good. Uh, pass. I mean, both of you are able to fully recall uh, that it was mentioned that the uh, the east wing uh, of the main building of Morgrave University houses. Uh, Morgrave's prestigious library, uh, which is actually uh, seemingly open to the public, uh, from what it sounds, uh, as it, it is not only one of the largest libraries in the city, it is one of the most notable in uh, the, uh, the nation itself. Uh, it, is, it is very, very well known. Uh, <coughs> yes, you would, be, you would be looking to head to probably the, the east wing of the, of the main building. Start heading that way then. Follow along, yeah. All right. Uh, as you are as you are approaching the the large building, uh, you do notice that there are um, what appear to be suits of armor positioned outside of uh, each of the main doors. Uh, solitary suits of armor wielding these very long spears. Uh, they are silent and unmoving. Um, but as you approach. Uh, each suit of armor's head slowly turns and rotates towards you with a creak. That's not ominous and oddly, you know, PTSD triggering, considering where I died. <laughs> um, yeah, I, if they make no other movements to, like, stop us okay. or anything, just, I assume it's a form of security, so I would just continue moving as you uh, further approach to go through the entryway uh there is a loud clank as each of the guards takes their spear and shifts it over so that they are now covering the door and across for me cool okay um as we were approaching did we see anyone else going in and out of the uh, you saw you saw a few <clears throat> you saw a few students uh, and a couple faculty members. It looked like we're we're, we're going in and out, uh, seemingly without any sort of interruption or any type of uh, any type of stop. Okay. One uh, of the uh, one of the suits of armor uh, you hear echoing from deep within it. Uh, a a voice, a solitary voice, rattles out from it. Uh, stage stage name of business, yeah. Can't say that's what I was expecting. Uh, uh, just set studying. I'm Silva, looking looking to do some research in the library. What is your business set studying? Uh, studying architecture. Yes, the same. Set studying the business of architecture. 
Yes. And the the other at this point the other suit of armor uh goes. No, you dumb dumb. His last name isn't studying. His name is set, and he is studying. That's the point. And the first suit of armor oh. goes. No, clearly stated that his full his full name was set studying. We both heard it. Neither of us oh. have any surnames. No, my name is set, and I am here to study. Yeah, neither of us have surnames. Oh, that's really unfortunate. I'm sorry about that. It's fine. How did that happen? Uh, circumstance of birth? They don't usually very barely use names, let alone surnames. Wow, that's like deep, bro. Anyway, you can go through, and they, they both really. raise their spears back up really into a, a neutral position. Man, it's really Thank not. you. It's really not. Walk in a little quicker. <laughs> Have right. a lovely day at Morgrave University. Don't break anything. I'll do my best. And you are able to make your way inside the building. You are concerned about those frat boys, Ed. <laughs> You are immediately greeted with marbled halls, checkerboard floors. Uh, not too far from you, uh, you see uh, a large, extravagant glass case filled with all kinds of like <coughs> medals and trophies, and what appear to be these uh, illustrations of like groups of students uh, in in sort of various positions and teams uh, wearing matching outfits. Uh, to your right, kind of leads off into a hallway, heading heading uh, further the other way. Uh, and uh, you, there are several students sort of congregating in different places and moving about. Uh, it, the classes uh, are seemingly fully in session, but there is a lot of murmuring around you, and you do see that there is a uh, there's this large purple and red banner hanging overhead. Uh, that uh, is uh, in bright golden and bolden letters says graduation week uh, written across it. Uh -huh. Lovely. Oh. All right. Is there a uh, upon entering quite some time? Is there like a circulation desk? Uh, a little off to the left hand side, you can see that there is a uh, there's like a there's a door that is that has been uh propped open with magic uh and uh you're able to see a little bit inside there and it looks like that there is there is a a, a female figure at a small desk inside as well as what looks to be kind of like some 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 shelves with books uh and some tables with items on display um cool yeah uh i will because obviously this is such a huge place if i have no reference for what we're looking for never gonna find it in the time um so i will approach and kind of are they like in an office or are they it almost looks like a uh as as you can approach and kind of see inside there, there's lettering above the doorway that you don't 
understand. It's some sort of some sort of glyph. Uh, but as you're you're approaching, you can kind of see a little further inside, and it almost looks to be like some sort of a storefront. Like like it's a small store inside of this room. There's like I say, there's there's a lot of textbooks on the wall. The walls are like filled with textbooks, uh, scrolls, things of that nature. And then there are several tables situated on the uh, in the center of the room. Many of them have like various like clothing items. Um, there are uh, writing utensils um uh university bookstore small small assortment of hats it is a it is 100 a university bookstore fuck okay Ah, Um, overpriced apparel of the school (laughs) yes um everyone's favorite (laughs) all right i this is like the only person that i can readily see that could possibly have an inkling of being able to assist me. I mean, is there not a registry anyway? None that you see yet. Okay. We so are we, are we we haven't made it to the library just yet, or we? No, no. You have <laughs> just gone into the building itself. If we're not at the library, yet, we'll just keep on moving. Right, I just wanted to check. I thought upon this. entering the building, we we had already entered the library portion of it. But no, yeah, you, no. you you believe that you have you have entered the the eastern side of the building. You you believe you may be in the eastern wing, but you have not yet entered the library. Gotcha. Okay, we'll just keep keep moving then. No need to no need to stop and spend money that we don't necessarily have. <laughs> Understood. I don't. You, you walk on past the doorway. Continue further down the hall. To college uh, before. <laughs> The whole point of it, spending money that you don't have. Exactly. Uh, you continued on the hallway. Uh, you continue to pass by students. Some of them now are, a, a few of them occasionally stop and kind of glance over at you before returning back to their conversations or whispering things behind their hands. Um, a few of them are, are your their interest is piqued by your appearance, uh, but it doesn't seem like anybody is like especially focused on your attention uh it seems like everybody's got a lot going on uh especially with the being seem to be looking week. at you i and i would assume their attention is mostly focused on the fairy yes yeah for for the most gotcha if like as we're walking through uh if set notices they'll so try and there. like not like super focused on it but just like try and pick bits and pieces if there's anything about them specifically um but otherwise we'll just keep on moving nothing new inherently (laughs) uh you continue down you're you're kind of winding down this hallway uh and eventually uh you see uh you see a couple of students uh grabbing uh sort of grabbing their satchels. They were, they were like sitting at like a small little table and they stand up uh, and they start making their way ahead of you and you do happen to catch uh, them mention something about returning some books uh, back to the library uh, before they head off to practice. Gosh, we'll, we'll, we'll follow behind them then to make sure we're actually uh, heading in the right direction. Are you attempting to like covertly follow them, or are you just? I mean, like, if they were already ahead of us, and that's kind of the direction we were walking, just 
yeah. not make it seem like we're explicitly following yeah. them, but it shouldn't be before. too hard to just yeah. be like, oh, we're as walking long... in the same direction. Yeah, I feel like many of us, I feel like many of us and in this in this chat room and potentially watching this stream or listening to this podcast know the strategy of someone said they're going where I, I know where I need to go that I don't exactly know where it is. I'm just going to follow them, but maintain my nonchalant distance. And if they happen to turn around for whatever reason, we're just going to have to say, fuck it and keep moving forward. (laughs) Keep moving past them. If they make eye contact. All right. Understood. Uh, Yeah. You kind of just like, non non suspiciously just kind of follow behind uh these students as they make their way and in just a couple of minutes they they kind of lead you through a couple different doorways a few winding paths uh it is immediately uh confusing as as to the layout of this building and where things are and how things go uh it is it is very, very intricate there are tons of rooms tons of tons of hallways uh, but you kind of stick close to these students, and eventually they lead you into kind of another another larger area with a large set of double doors. Um, and the the two students open up the doors. Uh, as they do so, one of the students looks behind them, notices that you're coming, Uh, and they are going to, they open the door that the, the <laughs> other panic. students, the, the other students walk inside, but the, the last student stays behind and they actually, uh, open the door and they hold the door open for you. Oh, how polite. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, it, it's like this, uh, Probably like a like a nineteen year old. Uh, I was gonna say, please young, tell me that this man's a senior, and you gave him the voice of someone who's sixteen and or like fourteen young, and just going through puberty. <laughs> young young elven woman, uh, very very small, very meek. Uh, she has these huge uh, circular glasses. Her hair actually comes down and bangs over her face. Uh, somehow almost covering their glasses despite their size. Uh, and in one hand, she is clutching an assortment of textbooks in a language that you do not understand. Uh, and as she, as she opens the door for you, uh, you notice that she is looking at Sova with very wide eyes, and there's a bit of a blush to her cheek, uh, as she, uh, allows the two of you to pass. Um, and the two of you make your way through the doors, and you find yourselves in, in enormous room uh brilliant (laughs) shades of gold and white uh this is a massive multi-tiered library uh you see how there are several annexes there are wards that break (laughs) off from the main hallway of the library there are hundreds of people in here uh, moving about, grabbing books, sitting at tables, studying, forming groups, uh, speaking with tutors. Uh, there are several faculty members sort of peppered throughout. Uh, it is, enor- it rivals almost, it seemingly rivals the interior of the King's Citadel. 
in its size. Uh, and it is just tens of thousands of books as far as the eye can see. So this young student that held the door open for us, they had a large stack of textbooks in their arms. They had a they had like three or four books under one arm and with the other arm they were holding the door open. Ah damn. Okay. Never mind. Yeah, no, we uh look, we <laughs> Were you gonna knock we, the books we, out of her arm? No. No, we, I was gonna <laughs> offer assistance bringing the books back to be returned look, and keep... then that way we ask a student to help us and not a faculty member that could potentially remember <laughs> us and ask why we're looking for these things. Ah, that's a really neat plan, unfortunately for you. Uh, as as exactly you work out. look into the the grand library, uh, the young the young woman, uh, you feel like a slight whoosh of wind as the young lady zooms past you, uh, avoiding eye contact, face in her textbooks as she scurries along to to rejoin her friends, who have congregated uh, a, a ways away over at a table. Damn, she want to spend more time with other cute girl with large round glasses. Um, and yes, Dylan, I know you didn't I mean, say large round glasses, but I know you. <laughs> I, I, I think I did say large round glasses. <laughs> you just, I think you just said glasses. No, you, you okay. did specify large okay. round glasses. No, okay. You, you just, Marshall, you just know me that well. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, then as soon as we get in, look for the like reference desk. Look for yes, it, it, it's very easy to well, spot at the. The first thing for you that I have to remind you of is I gotta go take care of my spell book. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, you could do that. I'll go. I'll go. Actually, like looking for the stuff while you're getting that taken care of. Yeah, I'm gonna go find a book upstairs. And like or desk upstairs, <laughs> a book. <laughs> then like cut to me, like an hour later, <laughs> I'm like, like in a bunch of books, and I just have gold pieces of gold. I'm just like, <laughs> hair is frazzled. <laughs> they say you have to spend gold to put spells in. I don't get it. <laughs> A small mountain of Red Bull cans next to it. How do they fit into yeah. the book? It makes no <laughs> sense. It's no... <laughs> uh, yeah. For, further split the party and. Uh... Okay. Sure. <laughs> Divide okay, and conquer. If we find ourselves in danger in this library, I have many questions. <laughs> the only thing we're in danger of is a good time. Hey! <laughs> Bada bing! <laughs> And that's when a dragon attacks. Having fun is a hard level area. Hey, look, Epindeath. <laughs> the Great Dracolich. Okay, so you're splitting off. A gold yeah. and silver dragon come in. Their names, Fun and Times. <laughs> With a Z. It's really hey, emphasized. They're gold and silver. They're so. So, Silva, you're breaking off to find yourself a nice study room where you can begin uh, transcribing your spells. And, uh, Set, you are breaking off to find the, the register's desk. Very yeah, easy man. to find. It is immediately <laughs> your right. Oh, uh, perfect. huge desk. It's going to take me about an hour, so. A huge desk with enormous, uh, these enormous, like, uh, boards behind the desk with tons of, like, scribbling and writing on them. 
uh, almost like chalkboards. Uh, there's like schedules for tutor sessions and study times. Uh, there is some sort of a code uh, written there uh, for access to some sort of arcane siphon that is exclusive to uh, the library campus. Um, there are like names of like star pupils, uh, upcoming events, all kinds of things are plastered on these boards. Uh, and in front of them is a very large uh, d wooden desk. Uh, and there are two young uh, students, it looks like uh, possibly volunteer workers, uh, who are sitting uh, at this desk, uh, sort of helping people with various things as they come up. Oh, uh, if there's like a line or something, I'll just pop in a line and wait until they're available to assist. Yeah, there, there's just there's just one student uh, ahead of you. Uh, you hear them uh, conversing with the desk. Uh, it looks like they are requesting to have a, a support ticket made. Uh, one of the magical scroll walls that they were using is malfunctioning, and everything that they write on it turns into profanity. Uh, so they are uh, they are requesting that a support ticket be made so that the arcane magic uh, on the scroll wall can be uh, fixed. Uh, after they finish filling out the some of the paperwork for that, they return back to whatever it is that they're doing. It's not uh, a bug, it's the, a feature. The uh the the way is set, there's no more students ahead of you, and the uh the young witch at the desk looks up to you and says, uh next. Yeah, um I was wondering if I could get your assistance in locating a specific section that I'm looking for. Um I'm looking to study more into the velvet curtain. Um specifically the architecture layout, uh you know, unfortunately, I am uh, I have found myself employed by a foreign envoy that is visiting, who will be attending a play there, and they did not want to themselves study, uh, so they sent me to study for them. Uh, she kind of looks up at you with genuine uh, interest and surprise. A foreign envoy? That's interesting. We haven't had one of those in a long time. Who Who is this foreign envoy, if I might ask? I'm doing a report on the uh, on the uh, the physical geolocation between uh, Corvair and Zendrick, and I've been reading a lot about how foreign diplomacy was affected by being able to travel over the water uh, several centuries ago. You know, there used to be this particular sea dragon that there were rumors of. Like, you can tell that this student is became very excitable because what you were requesting just happened to touch upon their specific field of study, uh, and they're they're kind of very excitedly jumping into uh, the, this discussion. They, yeah, this is one uh, of those I'll let them. I'll of... let them kind of go on a little bit <coughs> before going. I'm really sorry, but I can't exactly divulge their location specifically the talks that they're going to be participating in are a little sensitive so oh is it are they is it is it really secret are they like a spy is it like a handsome spy this is, this is the one of are they like explaining what explaining, are they like like creating an explanation to why you need something maybe was isn't necessary and you could just say hey i need this book <laughs> Because, man, did this backfire on you. It's fine. <laughs> One second. 
the more invested they are, the more that they will assist me in theory. <laughs> um, uh, n- not spy work. Uh, you know, even even if it was, I couldn't tell you. Um, but uh, it's just a, trying to keep it hush hush on the down low. You know, you know how you know foreign nobility can be. Right, right. I, I mean, nobility. I mean, it is it is a library, so we try to keep things pretty hush hush around here. You know, it's yeah, I got gotcha. <laughs> you. Gotta be very clever. Quiet, you know, very clever. Uh, the the other student that is sitting uh, to the right of her visibly eye rolls uh, as he continues uh, like writing something out on a parchment with this really big feathery quill. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, as she goes, oh, well, sorry. So what did you you said you needed uh, something for the velvet curtain? What's what's that all about? Uh, yeah, so uh, they were invited to uh, <clears throat> attend a play there uh, coming up. I um, love plays. What is your favorite play? Ah, uh, I unfortunately in my line of work haven't gotten around to seeing very many. Um, is this your why first time? Am... Are you breaking the seal? Oh my god, that is so, so exciting for you. Why oh I am here god. to uh, <laughs> study for my employer. Uh, uh, in regards to finding the best spot uh, that they can really enjoy. So if there's anything, you know, as far as the architecture or layout um, that you wouldn't really get just by, you know, looking at it from the outside, um, if you could point me oh in the right God. direction, that would be great. Choosing the right spot to see a play is so important. Isn't it, Eric? Absolutely. You gotta be able to see it from the the middle, but you don't want to go too close to the stage. You know what I mean, Ericus? And the the young young man sitting next to her just goes, uh huh, and just continues writing <laughs> in his quill, not even turning to look at her. I was uh, gonna say if if Ericus <laughs> looked up, I would give him the most sympathetic look uh, as possible I, before I, the look I would give him is the one of, please help me. <laughs> Uh, well, you know, we actually do keep records of a lot of the, uh, the, the architecture, uh, of a lot of the buildings. You know, there's a lot of, like, famous historical buildings in the city, so, uh, yeah, we actually do keep some of that. It's, uh, it's upstairs. You want to go to the third floor. When you get to the top of the stairway there, uh, take a left, and then... You're gonna want to take a right into section uh, dr uh, one. Dr one, great. Mm-hmm. You have been an absolute help. Thank you so much. If I find out, thank you. What was your name, by the way? My name is Set. Set. Hi, I'm Patricia. It is nice to meet. Are you? So you're not a student, right? Because you're like no, working for this. Like, I am not a gathering. student, unfortunately. You're not a student. Okay. I don't know cool. if it's that unfortunate. <laughs> Alright, well, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, I will go study these uh, and see if I can find exactly what my employer is looking for. Thank you. Yeah, 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 totally. Uh, if you do uh, if you do want to check anything out from us, just make sure to stop back by the desk here. We gotta check everything out out here first before you leave with it. Uh, you do get uh, seven days with <coughs> any of the architectural uh, paperwork. Uh, make sure to bring it back. Uh, if you don't bring it back after those seven days, we do have to fine you uh, because of it being overdue. Okay? Absolutely. Thank you very much for your help. And then yeah, I will yeah, kind of absolutely. just like 
and then head off. As you're and as you're leaving, she like kind of spins in her chair a little bit towards uh, the boy next to her, and it's just like, you know, I can't remember the last time that we went and saw something at the Velvet Curtain. You and I should definitely go again. I have been dying to go see it with you, Bestie. It is. It feels like it's been ages, and Ericus is just like, "Yep," and continues writing <laughs> whatever no, it is. He, no, as I pick that the, up. Uh... <laughs> I will uh I don't know if I, I don't know if I should do this or not but um I'm just going to fucking go with it and I will uh cast minor illusion okay <laughs> you have just a small little spider run out across the desk in front of her and then disappear why Because chaos. Chaos is a ladder. <laughs> this guy is just so uh, over it. You are walking away. Uh, it's just a slight flick of the hand. Uh, and you create a small little spider uh, that immediately begins sort of crawling across the desk. Uh, and you hear a squeal uh, from behind you. Uh, but it is not a, a squeal of scream of fear. It is of delight. Uh, and you hear from behind is. you, Patricia, Patricia go, Oh my gosh, is that a Kubaran jumping spider? Oh my god. They haven't been seen oh, in so long. Look at the markings Christ. on the abdomen. Of course oh my is. gosh, I have to write on it. <laughs> oh, of course. Of course. And, and not you only, hear uh, not only is she all up in your business but then she's a theater nerd and into spiders she's literally the epitome of everything <laughs> that could be despised you know what I, I deflected the, the conversation for Ericus away from going to a play <laughs> so and at least do, for a few minutes. Pull the man, <laughs> and and you do hear Ericus in a very in a very dead tone. Uh you do hear Ericus say, You can't keep it, Patricia. It'll probably kill you or whatever. <laughs> probably kill you or whatever. <laughs> uh and you uh make your way away from the desk. Alright, cool. Third floor, left, then right, DR1. Yes, that is indeed what she said. Uh Silva, where you at right now? What's up? Uh, I just, I mean, I probably would have went to one of the higher floors to find an open table, assuming most people go to, like, use the bottom ones. Make a perception check to find you a table. That's a nine. Nice. You are experiencing, uh, as you, you kind of make your way up the stairs, uh, you find this nice little area. It's sort of separated away from a lot of the, uh, a lot of the hustle and bustle of the library. Uh, there's several rows <coughs> of the shelves, uh, next to you, and then there is a couple different collections of desks. Uh, however, you are finding that it looks like almost all of them are full, uh, and there is this, it is very much the feeling of going to lunch for the first time and the anxiety of not knowing where to sit and who to sit with. Uh, 
So question. As you approach, yes. Do all the bookshelves go to the ceiling? No. Oh, God. Three of them do, but the other ones are like... They're above your head, your head, right. but they're in reality like six and a half feet tall. But they're enough for me to be on top of. <laughs> yeah, actually. Make a desk kind of, out of that. <laughs> you could actually kind of flutter on top of them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you are greeted with the top of the bookshelves, which are caked in a layer of dust. Uh, as we well as. with portals. <laughs> Uh, as well as a uh, a nice tiny little mouse skeleton. Pity. Just kind of brush it off. <laughs> it screams as you do so, and then falls. Uh, yeah. So you find a a nice little little spot to to begin your your. I don't know whether to be. I don't know whether to be. In, like, I don't know whether or not I should be like interested in that or perturbed by that. It's Mr. not a. It's not like an evil or foreboding scream. It's just like no, a little. No, it's, ha! The, fact, no, it's it, the fact. that yeah, no, it's the fact that a, skele- a rat skeleton just screamed as it fell to the ground. Mm. <laughs> huh. Uh. Anyway. Moving on. All right. So you begin uh, transcribing your spells uh, into your spell book. Uh, at this point, we are actually going to cut away from the two of you. Good, because uh, it's going to take an hour. So it's really and not we're going to take advantage of that. Uh, and we are going to jump back over to Van Hortons and Mortons. Meanwhile, uh, where we had left off. Uh, Dak and Nathaniel, you had just finished placing the order for the many <clears throat> that were going to be needed for uh, attending the play when you were greeted with, uh, as Franny correctly stated at the top of the session, you were greeted with a long, awkward silence uh, before uh, Eberson uh, himself stepped in through the door and began making demands of the two shop owners. Uh, it seems he had had an order placed previously uh, for himself, uh, as he will also be attending the uh, magnificent performance of My Dear Lizard Folk, or My Fair Lizard Folk. Apologies. Uh, it's a hit point from me. Uh, Eberson's eagle-like glare sweeps over the room. Are the two of you doing anything to make yourselves uh, imperceptible or in any way try to, like, not catch uh, Eberson's attention? Um? Yeah! I would say uh, Dak, upon seeing that, uh, that he's looking around, uh, Typically, when it comes to rich people, Dak doesn't want to be have his face recognized by them, for whatever reason. Um, so uh, he's going to try to hide behind like a coat rack, or a clothes rack, or pile clothes, or a dressing room. Mm-hmm. Mm, these are all wonderful choices. I need you to roll me a D four. Uh, I'm glad. Okay. <laughs> it's a three. Nervous. It's a, a three. Bit. 
Uh, it's a three, so you do, in fact, uh, go to make for any kind of dressing room that is in the area. So I need you to roll me a stealth check. 21. 21. Fan. <laughs> Atastic, you Bless speedily you. zip into uh, what you assume must be a nearby dressing room. Uh, you dart inside, close the door behind you. Uh, and you are in this tiny little little space, this room. Uh, Nathaniel, uh, with your passive perception, you do notice that Dak is no longer by your side. Um, as for me, I'm not doing anything special, just kind of staying out of the main aisles. Mm, okay, okay. Uh, Eberson's hawk eyes sweep over uh, the, the rest of the room. Until one of the uh, one of the shop owners uh, speaks up and says, "Yes, here you are, sir. Your your order," and produces this magnificent, uh, r- very eloquently wrapped uh, box, um, with this like beautiful like silken string around it tied up into a wonderful bow, uh, and they present the box uh, to him, uh, and Eberson, uh barely acknowledging it flicks his wrist and you see that a uh a small uh little gentleman who had sort of come in with him uh sort of waddles up takes the box from the store owners uh and then walks outside with it uh everson says will the two of you be <coughs> tomorrow night's performance uh, and you see that the, the two of them sort of look at each other uh, nervously and they say, uh, no, no, we, we would love to, we would love to, but there is just so much to do, uh, so many more outfits to uh, per- to uh, take care of. We actually had a brand new order just get submitted, uh, so we're going to be working on that until tomorrow morning. It's just going to be so, so very busy, but we wish we could come. We always hear such rave reviews uh, about these performances. Um, and the person is, yes. Such a pity. Well, I shall see you all again soon. Good day. And he begins to turn, and as he does, uh, Van Morton, uh, you hear him sort of go, uh, <clears throat> uh, and Everson's neck snaps back around, uh, <laughs> and Morton's sort of sort of as as nonchalantly as he can kind of gestures towards this large glass jar sitting on the desk uh with uh the word tips uh written on it in a very uh very flowery font uh he's got balls oh damn everson everson looks to the jar and then looks to him with his eyebrow these incredibly strong eyebrows furrowed uh, and you see both both Van Morton and Horton uh, sort of shrink in his gaze. Uh... <laughs> you will receive additional compensation after tomorrow, once the outfit you have provided for me proves to work as in. Good day, gentlemen. And with a sweep of his cape, uh, 
Eberson strides uh, out of the room, and it feels as if the the lanterns grow, glow a little bit brighter, and the air returns. <sighs> as everyone in the room, patron and shop owner, seems to take a deep <laughs> exhale. That casually uh, gets out of the dressing room. Uh, as you do, uh, Van Horton turns around and says, What were you doing in the broom closet? Oh, um. Oh, my apologies. I, I, I per our last, um, dis- discussion, um, the sudden, uh, the sudden intrusion of, um, of that gentleman, uh, made me wary, and I, I hid. Um, as you know, the, the details around the, and I lean in, and I say, plot, and lean back out, uh, are very sensitive. Uh, Van Morton, uh, leans in and goes, Right, right, yes. Understood. Uh, and Horton's just like, foreigners, and returns back to uh, whatever work he was he was going on. Um, Van, Van Morton says, well, your order is set. Uh, if there's anything else you need, let us know. Otherwise, uh, leave. We have much work to do. Thank you so much, and may you walk the path. <clears throat> of course. Uh, gives a deep bow, uh, and then immediately turns to another patron who says, uh, you know, I was thinking this time, frill on the shoulders, and Van Morton immediately goes, no, 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 let me, let me talk, let me, let me, let me steer you away from whatever you were just about to say, and he kind of leads them, uh, away to show them no. some other designs. Uh, <laughs> not a good idea. <laughs> let me know. <laughs> right. No capes! Let me, let me, let me sweetie. Let me do my job. Okay. Let's go. <laughs> um, Eyes up here, honey. You do not have the shoulders for frills. Okay, we're moving mm-hmm. on. Nope. <laughs> God, if Emerson is not the most Draco Malfoy esque character, <laughs> Lucia, Lucius, Lucius Malfoy. Lucia. My bad. Um, Dak does go up to uh, Nathaniel after this. Sure. Um, uncle. I think uh, everything should be set. Um, should we go find the others? I think we better be getting off back to that place, eh? You did great, son. I'm so proud of you. Look at you taking charge. Um, I have... In your mind, you hear half the things I said I did not understand, and I... I believe the term was making it up as I went along. <laughs> I'll, I'll say it out loud. Well, either way, you did great. Now let's get going. Um, thank you, Michael. And I follow Nathaniel to wherever he leads me. 
All right, so the two of you uh, make your way out of Van Hortons and Mortons. Uh, congratulations on uh, successfully uh, ordering outfits for uh, for the mission. Excellent. Mission uh, passed. Excellent. Respect up. Mission passed. <laughs> uh, you, you receive experience, uh, uh, which is great, uh, but this is a milestone campaign, so that's not great. Uh, we're going to jump back over to... Uh, Set and Silva at the library. Set, uh, yes. you are making your way up the stairs. Which floor do you go to? Third floor. Uh, okay. On my way up, uh, yes. I am going to look for Silva real quick. Just <laughs> to let them know where the section that we need to up. investigate. Actively looking or just sort of glancing around to see if she's nearby? Um, actively looking for a brief moment. So, like, Make a making. Perception check. Okay. You guys ever use your beards to, like, scratch your arm? A lot. Yes. A lot. Of, uh, <laughs> yeah. Generally, it's the other way around for me, but yeah. It uh, doesn't work so well for me. It's less scratchy. That's bad. Uh, yeah, fifteen. It works we're gonna really well. Curls, so it's pretty like okay. soft. Okay. Uh, with a fifteen, you are glancing around. Uh, you can immediately tell this is going to be a difficult task because there are just so many students uh, plastered around the different places. Um, no Silva. She just looks like every other student, except for. Uh, as you are passing the second floor, you do happen to catch, just out of the corner of your eye, you feel like you see just the hint of a wing, or the corner of a wing, but it's, like, high up. It doesn't make any sense. You glance over again, and it's not there anymore. Um, so you look, you look a little further upward, and then, sure enough, you're able to, to make out, uh, sitting on top of one of the bookshelves, um, fastidiously recording something into a into a tome. Uh you do see Silva sitting there. <clears throat> Your diary. Would I, I don't know be if able Karen likes me. <laughs> <laughs> um would I be able to That works on multiple get levels. <laughs> a better like angle to be able to have a conversation with her from the third floor or from the second floor? I mean, you could, if you're on the third floor, you could, like, lean over the balcony and, like, shout down to her. That's what I was thinking. So I think I'll just, because I'm heading up to the third to floor shout. anyways. I think he is noting, though, you would have to shout. So there is a seemingly at least a semi-decent gap. Okay. Um, I'll get up to the third floor and then go try to keep an eye on where Silva is at while I head over to the section that I need to be at. Okay. And once I arrive to that section, try to get Silva's attention while not necessarily getting everyone else's attention. So, okay. So as you get to the top, to get to the top of the third floor there, um, you're, you are greeted by rows and rows and rows and rows of books. Uh, uh, you think you spot kind of off in the very far corner that maybe there's like a couple studying rooms. Uh, but it is just rows and rows of books. And there's not nearly as many people up on this third floor as there are propagating the, the first and the second. Uh, wh whichever direction you're going to be heading is mostly going to be away from that balcony. So the further you get seemingly towards 
wherever it is that you need to be, uh, you're going to be farther and farther away from the balcony, and it might be difficult to actually call out. Gotcha. Um, then I, once I get up to the balcony, I'll try and get Silva's attention once I notice that. Uh, all right. And how do you do so? Uh, just Silva. Silva. Just calling out, like, not like shouting, but also just like trying to be very direct. And if that does not get her attention, I will try something else before shouting very loudly. Silva, as you focus intently on transcribing your spells, do you think the the soft shouts uh, um, coming from the floor above you would reach your ears? I guess it depends kind of how, you know, I guess how, what is kind of the noise floor in the, <laughs> in the area? Uh, th- this is a very grand room. There's a lot of space, uh, and as such, um, fairly easy to assume that there would be some echoing, uh, the acoustics of the room. I mean, you're not very familiar with at all. Um, but if if you are listening for anything, I mean, you you might be able to, to potentially hear something. You yourself aren't too far away from the balcony. Like you're you're like maybe ten, twelve feet away from the balcony. So, I'd say in that case, yeah, I'd probably at least I, it would be it would build enough at least that I would hear it. <clears throat> Especially given that I would inherently be semi caught off guard hearing my name. Just because I'm in a place where there's only one person that knows my name. <laughs> okay. Alright, so then you do in fact hear uh, softly coming from, from somewhere above you, you do hear somebody calling your name. Huh. I mean, is he like, are you hanging out just over the balcony? I'm leaning over the balcony, yes. Well, so I'm like, Silva, up here. He is, but uh, because of your positioning, you would not be able to see him from this. this. Oh, lovely. Um, hello? Alright, see, seeing that that's <laughs> clearly not going to work, you can't get the, the eyesight going. I am... Once again, going to use minor illusion. Okay. Uh, to have a piece of paper appear in front of Silva, written on it, third floor section DR one set. All right. What do you do with that piece of paper? It okay. will appear. In front of Silva. Yeah, oh yeah, I needed to get my. Uh, let me get my. Let me get my prop here. Oh. Um. Thank you. And then I will go off to go study. 
set as you kind of right. bring bring yourself back up from the balcony you feel a tap on your shoulder mm. put it in my book turn you turn around and you are brought face to face uh with someone uh very tall they tower over you uh gaunt amphibious fish-like appearance uh, to their face. Visible gills protruding from the sides of the neck, uh, just at the it's base a of the, hybrid, the chin. Um, very, these very pale, dull blue eyes uh, and small anglerfish-like tendrils uh, hanging freely from their head. Uh, this figure stands uh, towering in front of you uh, and gargles uh, out What is your business here? Um, you bitch. here to <laughs> study the architecture and layout of the Velvet Curtain. Okay. In the last five minutes, we have detected that you have used magic twice without having the authorized arcane pass card for the library. Oh, I'm I'm terribly sorry. Uh. My last use was to let my friend know where I would be. Um, the previous use was a small little prank. I did not realize that uh, minor magics were not allowed in here. That's my bad. You have seen magical the more grave library is sprinkled profitable unless users the freely available Margrave University Arcane Passcodes. Uh, oh, okay. Good to know. Uh, I... The passcodes are provided for free at the front desk. Please oh. verify your name and place of business when you access using the Morgrave University Arcane Passcode. Thank you very much for your assistance. I will make sure to do that should I use any magic moving forward. You gotta get the MiFi password of magical reality. <laughs> Could you please show me your library card? And the uh this this figure, which go ahead and make a history check for me actually, if you don't mind. So we definitely weren't nine. We needed one, so this is going to be interesting. Nine. Uh you at first are very taken aback by this this person, this creature. Um but as you speak with them and you, you begin to notice more about their physical characteristics, it occurs to you that while you have not met many of these really at all in your lifetime, uh, this must be uh, some form of a triton, uh, which is this very uh, amphibious aquatic species uh, that is not super common at all uh, across the, the continent of Corvair, uh, much, more, much more prevalent uh, over on the eastern side of the continent uh, than over here in the west. It is a very bit of a rare sight indeed. Um, also, based on the the dress uh, of the uh, the attire of this this Triton, you can pretty safely assume that this may actually be a librarian. Oh, gotcha. Um, <clears throat> uh, I was not informed that I would need a library card. I plan to 
I don't plan to check any materials out. I was going to strictly do my study here. The, the Triton sort of ponders for a moment. I would recommend that before you leave today, that you get yourself a library card at the service desk. Applying for a library card is free. You will simply need to provide two forms of identification, and then you will be able to check out any books available at the Margrave University Library at your leisure. Lovely. I will make sure to keep that in mind when I leave today. Damn, we just got a you just got an advertisement. Support your local libraries, everybody. Hell yeah. Uh, and with that, the the Triton sort of slinks away uh, and begins moving towards the, the stairway to head back downstairs. I forgot I do have a library card. God damn it. <laughs> Did you? All of you have library cards. I don't know if you take that library card. <laughs> Only one way to find out. I was gonna say I'm actually kind of glad that I didn't pull that out, but it's okay. If I'm asked, I, I 100 percent will. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So then I'll after after that lovely interaction, I will refrain from <laughs> using any more magic uh, and head into uh, the section that I was told. All right. Uh, and yeah, you uh, you kind of follow some of like the local signs and things like that, and begin sort of making your way there. Uh, after after a, a amount of time, uh, it just feels like a few minutes, honestly. Uh, you are able to track down a uh, a small little subroom with a plaque on the outside of it that reads uh, "Room Dr One." uh architecture and uh architecture and blueprint perfect i will go ahead and head straight into that room this room is you're immediately taken aback because compared to the rest of the library that was like extremely well lit brilliant gold shades of golden red and white uh this room is dark and dingy it looks like not a lot of people visit it very often there's a single lone desk sitting at the end of the room uh and on uh, on the walls on either side are these very old, decrepit, dusty bookshelves that are filled to the brim with scrolls and books of various names. Sure. Um, yeah, so I will um, start kind of looking through everything to, is, there, is it organized, like, and labeled on the shelves or is it just plain bookshelves and it's basically you gotta check what is on there question for your character as a yeah. character have you visited libraries previously in your life I would have there would have been a library in the house it would have been very well organized mm. I would have seen it I would not necessarily have spent an extended period of time there. Mm, excellent. Uh, 
then you would know because of uh, the, the library in the house, which was nowhere near as extravagant as this, but had its own modest collection. Um, and that library, and likely this one, uses the, uh, the Doris procedural system. Uh, the Doris procedural system is a way of organizing books, um, books, tomes, scrolls, uh, not just alphabetically, but also uh, specifically by their relation to their subcategories. Uh, you, I leave it entirely to you as far as whether or not you consider yourself an expert in the Doris procedural system. <coughs> But it, it it is from a quick glance you can tell that these all of the the tomes and the the scrolls and everything here are not organized alphabetically. They are indeed using using that. Um, I think I think Set would be familiar with it just because I think as part of their upbringing, uh, they would have been taught just so many different things but just at a surface level like enough to get by that i would have an understanding of it but not be super familiar all right so in that case i'm gonna have you make an investigation check it's gonna be right. a, a flat investigation check uh to try to track down uh what it is you're looking for nice uh dirty 20. Dirty 20. Very good. Uh, you begin uh, searching through the books, the tomes, uh, the the pamphlets, scrolls, all kinds of paperwork. Uh, you pull out a few of them here and there, and you are greeted with these very complex architectural diagrams and blueprints. Uh, you see uh, arithmetic and mathematical equations as well as like arcane scribblings and notes about uh magical reinforcement of halls and security systems for buildings and uh layouts floor layouts and uh one of them that just passes your eye is like the uh scribblings of a diagram of what appears to be like a dragon's den including a large basin like room where the horde is believed to be kept uh these notes date back uh, 119 years ago uh, with a name attached to them that you do not recognize the slightest. Uh, you continue to sort of, you know, make your way through, through the bookshelves. And eventually you come across a, uh, a small little collection of pamphlets that are bundled together uh, with lace. Uh, and on the pamphlet is a note reading VC. Uh, Draft seven, um, and there's additional text, but it is kind of smudged away with. Gotcha. I will go ahead and pull those out, set those on the desk, and then do a brief look in that general area to see if there's any further, uh, anything else related to the velvet curtain. And if not, I will start pouring over that. Uh, material. The uh, the immediate uh, the the documentation to the immediate left and right of these uh, these works is for uh, banks. Interesting enough, it is for uh, 
It looks like uh, safe systems for storing gold. Uh, one of them in particular uh, is a... It looks like actually a uh, some sort of like a safe house uh, addition to an existing building. Uh, and all of the... I need to actually check what language... This was for option C, the bank heist. Uh, perhaps. <laughs> uh, there, it is written in a language that the the script of it looks familiar, but you cannot read it. Gotcha. Uh, curiously enough, I'll give this to you. Curiously enough, what you what you find is is book after book after book after book after tome of all of these different buildings. There, there are literally hundreds and hundreds of buildings uh, populating the city road. Um, what's interesting is what you don't find. Uh, within this, these categories of this section on architectural blueprints and designs, you do not find anything correlating to the Winchester site. It is entirely absent from all of these historic uh, blueprints and designs uh, and architectural studies. Interesting. I will... Make a perception check for me. Just to spice things. Um, there's a 16. A 16. You do not see anything pertaining to the Winchester Scythe. But I'll tell you what you do notice. There is a space about four or five books to the left of where you found this paperwork marked VC. Where the pamphlets in that space have visibly been bent. And there is a tiny little gap. And in your mind, you think to yourself that it is entirely possible that something has been taken from this space. Interesting. Okay. Okay, I will... I'll keep note of that, but then if I did not find anything further on the Velvet Curtain, I will start studying those documents that I did find. Alright. Uh... Because uh, I like all of you and I do not play favorites, I will allow all of you to see what uh, Seth is able to see uh, for a brief moment here. Uh, so in Rule 20, we will actually transfer over to a new page. Look at that. Whoa. So you fancy. Were able to see before you set, uh, as you unfold the these papers and these documents, you see the layout for an incredibly complicated and dense set of rooms, uh, rooms, adjacent hallways, seating arrangements, uh, for an enormous uh, theater uh, or club of some sort. And you you very quickly assume that this must be the layout for the velvet curtain itself. Um, I want to draw your attention to a couple key things here. Mm -hmm. uh, the first thing I want to draw to attention to is on the bottom half of this diagram, uh, there is an area right here 
uh, where this golden circle is flashing, that very immediately looks to be some sort of stage. Uh, you recognize that it has a left and right wing. Uh, there's an area where like a, a, a curtain of some sort has been has been drawn in. Uh, and there is floor seating, tables, uh, with chairs surrounding them. Uh, this this absolutely looks to be the, the stage. And there are, you can see, entrances and exits, not only to the front of the stage, but also the sides and the back as well. I also want to draw your attention to the top half of the diagram. Uh, which seems to display several rooms in and of it itself. And there is a blank spot right here. This sort of big, big blank area. Uh, this, uh, you're able to pertain from uh, handwritten notes that are, that are gathered in, that were bound in with these diagrams. Uh, it is detailed that what you are looking at is, this is an empty space above the stage itself, uh, which likely means that this top portion of the diagram is actually the second floor of the building. Uh, and this area that you are able to see just to the right of this empty space is actually a sort of balcony-like upper-level box seating uh, likely reserved for those of an elite status or those who can afford uh, <laughs> to purchase tickets uh, within that seating itself. It is much more reserved. It is a private seating area much fewer seats than on the ground level. Uh, and then, of course, there are just a, a span of various other rooms for other different purposes. Um, but the diagrams are intricate. They are very detailed uh, as to the layout of the entire building. Very interesting. Okay. Um, are there any... Um, I would assume not, but at that desk that was in that room, are there any just, like, sheets of paper? Uh, there are not. The You take a look at the... You glance at the desk, and the desk is completely barren. Uh, there is a old lantern sitting on the corner of the desk, but it is, uh, extinguished. There is no light inside of it. Uh, it honestly doesn't look like it's been lit for a long time. Um... Sure. But the desk is cleared. There's nothing on it except for a very fine layer of a dust. Cool. Okay. Um... Mm. All right. We'll definitely spend, I feel like, a good bit of time going over this. Set will try to commit as much of it to memory as possible. Certain. Um. And how long did we say we were going to, like, around what time was everyone going to meet back up? Just so I can get a. I refer to the rest of the party. I don't think we set a time. No, I don't I just think so either. The I don't think meant to kind of gauge our success and probably and just I would say I think we were essentially just expected to be reasonable about our <laughs> be reasonable about the amount of time we spend out. I mean, we have our um, I keep wanting to say link pearls because I'm a disgusting FF14 fan. 
Um, yeah. But we, we can contact each other. Yeah, I have the Sending Stone. That yeah, the Sending Caspian. Stone, yes. Yeah, the so we have that. Um, it's a great I only play game. I only play games with free trials. Anyway. <laughs> oh, whoa. Um, well, let me tell you. <laughs> so, good news! news for you. <laughs> once, once I've, like, poured over this for a good bit of time, uh, I will go ahead and pull that uh, Sending Stone out. Mm-hmm. And reach out to um was it no it was Dak that has it right or no it was Caspian has the other one Dak can reach out to us with Dak is the sending stone yes um so I will uh utilize the sending stone to speak to Caspian and just be like uh, hey, Caspian, this is uh, just a quick check-in. Um, did, did we specify a time that we needed to, that we were going to be meeting back up? Um, if you have any updates, just let me know. Uh, very quickly, you hear a reply back. Uh... Huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Yes. Hello. Uh, Glad to know that it's working. We, I think we were all kind of assuming a couple hours or so. It, as long as Sova has finished with the work that she needed to do, uh, myself and uh, myself and Johannes actually have pretty much wrapped up what we were doing here. We're going to be heading over to the meeting spot soon. Uh, haven't heard anything back yet from the rest of the group, but um, yeah, we're we're just about finished here. Okay, great. Um, I might confer with Silva real quick. <coughs> um, but we once Silva's wrapped up, I think we should be pretty good to go. Um, Understood. Uh, stay close to each other. Stay safe. Will do. See you soon. Um, I think I will because they said that I was waiting uh, for the accidental. Love you. What? Uh, I, 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 wait, what? Hi, <laughs> uh, <I'm>, mom. <laughs> Enjoy the movie. They, you too. They, uh, they, <laughs> the wonderful, wonderful uh, volunteer student at the front desk said that we could check out architectural drawings. So I think I am actually going oh, to yeah. uh, wait for Silva to be done because I assume this took a little while and that Silva should be close to wrapping up uh, and you've, you've probably once... been in this room for about like 15-20 minutes or so now oh 15-20 minutes okay so Silva's still got quite a bit of time <laughs> left uh, um baby yeah <laughs> oh, well then um, I will Go ahead and uh, maybe just do a once over of the rest of the documents that are in here um, to see if there was anything that comes after the velvet curtain stuff that I did not necessarily take a chance to look through. Um, I'm not super familiar with the area, but maybe there could be something of note um, that might catch my eye. And if not, just taking... Uh, taking the stuff, uh, the velvet curtain stuff, and 
heading down to the second floor where I saw Silva. Uh, go ahead and make another investigation check for me. That one's not great. Uh, nine. Nine. Uh, Bennett. Hello. You die. <laughs> <laughs> if you had to hide a scroll in a small room lined with bookshelves and with a singular wooden desk, and you had to do it quickly, where would you hide it? Um, are there books in the bookshelves? So I, just, I know it's not quick, filled. but filled. Filled. Uh, I would pick one, a random book, and like put the scroll inside. Would you cut a hole in the in like the pages of the book, make like almost like a book safe type situation? If I, if I have enough time, I would. Otherwise, I would just like fold the scroll up and put it in the book. Mm. Unless like damaging the scroll by folding it would cause problems. Okay. That's great. I had a tree. Use the forest. That, or if there's a bed in the room, I'd put it in the uh, pillowcase. Gotcha. Uh, Non-consequential point of order. Where do you think Red would have put a scroll if he had to hide it? Um, I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> uh, in the desk, probably, maybe. <laughs> Just like in the desk. Uh, roll, roll a d twenty. <coughs> uh, one through Boy, ten, something happens. Uh, eleven through twenty, something else happens. Whew, okay. Is this a Bennett roll or is this a me roll? This is, a uh, this is a Bennett roll. Cool. We got a 15. 15. Uh, set. Yes. As you continue to comb over these books and these documents, you find yourself, your eyes kind of keep wandering back to the desk. Okay. Something about it just seems, there's something off. It's something you don't, you don't quite, you don't know what it is, but there's just like a feeling coming from it. I will instinctively just go over to the desk. Alright. Set is one that trusts their instincts to tell them when something is <laughs> weird. It's how they've survived. Um, are there drawers on the desk? That's I, I never asked for the actual like full on description of the this desk. This is this is a very basic. It is a flat wooden desk. It's like a very dark oak wood. Um there are, uh, it is a very weathered desk, kind of like a claw foot, uh, legs to it. Um, very old rickety wooden chair, uh, sitting beside it. Uh, but there aren't, doesn't seem to be any drawers underneath it. It's just a flat desk. Okay. Um, seeing that, I'll just kind of peek, like, duck underneath it and peek at the underside of the desk real quick. Under the desk, there is something, a shape, that has been attached to the underside. Hmm. I will absolutely go and try and remove it. Uh, you grab it. You, you feel something there uh, wrapped up in a cloth. 
um and it is it is sort of secured there uh and you you pull you tug on a little bit you pull and it gives away uh and now there is a some sort of a, a cloth lump shape in your hand i'll come back up on top of the desk and get a little bit better light and see what i can see whatever it is it looks like there is uh it is like a cloth like really old dingy moldy cloth wrapping like and it's like wrapped around something something's inside it i will set it on the desk and i will take one of my daggers and just unfold it so that like i'm unwrapping whatever's inside but not directly touching it poetic with your dagger you sort of tick away the sides of the wrapping very carefully keeping an eye out for any sort of traps or mischievous things uh and as the folds and the wrappings give away uh you are surprised to see a very old, rusted, uh, serrated dagger itself. Uh, the handle work is mother of pearl with a dark bluish tint to it. This, this this might be a weird request. Would I be able... Because, like, that gives me weird vibes. I want to utilize my medium skill to okay. try and, like, investigate it, or just, like... What are you trying to perceive specifically about it? Because to use your medium skill is to yeah. tap into a very different type of perception and sort of uh actualization of the world around you yeah i feel that there is something potentially sinister because it's you know it's a serrated dagger it was hidden in some moldy cloth under a desk where it seems that no one goes probably wasn't wanted to be found i i'm thinking that there's something either magical or cursy or something about it that I feel like I would get a better sense of from that different perspective. Go ahead and make a medium check. Oh, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> it's not a natural one. Hey. It's a two. At least oh, one. let's go. There's one silver lining. Is that right? Yeah. It's the it's the line between two and one. The line between <sighs> two and one, and that's funny though, because that line between two and one is a hundred other numbers. Is <laughs> is a two? I would usually get a plus three, but I don't because I still have a minus three to all my rolls. So it is just a two. With a two. 
this this medium skill that is that is uh um that has sort of appeared within you that has become available to you it is still something that you are getting the hang of it is very new to you uh and as you attempt to sort of tap into this energy energy to draw from uh your experience and your connection um you feel a strange sensation of coldness, ice coldness, uh, beginning from the top of your head and traveling down your body, sending shivers down your spine. You recognize <laughs> something about this dagger. And there is a there is a sense of dread that fills you, but also a familiar feeling of a some sort of spirit watching over you. That you're in the presence of a spiritual being, something that is not fully corporeal. And you sort of, you know, leave leaving the dagger be. You you pull your dagger away, leaving the dagger be. Uh, and it is then that you are able to notice that tucked underneath of the dagger is a small little scrap of paper. Okay. Um. I will kind of take the edge of the cloth that I've fold it away from it and kind of lift it to get the dagger to like roll away from the paper so that I can get the paper out from underneath it without directly touching the dagger because <laughs> I still feel off about the dagger itself. You are you are able to do so. Uh you gently remove the paper from it. The dagger itself flips over onto the other side. And as it does, you are struck with uh, several thoughts that immediately occur one after the other. The first thought is that the the design of this dagger, while the the coloring on the uh, on the handle uh, and the engravings on the blade itself are all foreign to you, the shape of the blade and its its general uh, construction is not. Uh, you have seen blades like these far to the east. Uh, in particular, these types of blades serrated are extremely useful for uh, cutting through uh, fish. Um, this is essentially a fishing blade of sorts. It is uh, a... Uh, a skinning blade, and it is also a blade used by pirates. And as the dagger flips over to the other side, uh, the mother of pearl handle set with its blue coloring um, gives way to a base uh, that bears a marking that is not unlike that of a flower, like the blossoming of. Power. 
the other thing that occurs to you, and this is as a result of your medium check, is that whoever originally owned this blade no longer is. But they may still be in this room. Would you like to open that piece of paper and read what is on Yes. I will absolutely open it up. As the cold sensation continues to fill you, seeping into your heart and your lungs, you open the small little scrap of paper to read what is on it. It reads, Jay will betray me. Set you free. At the bottom, a tiny skull and crossbones in black. There is a whoosh sound as the door slams shut behind you. You hear the cling of a lock securing shut into place. And the ghostly rattle of someone or something drawing in a horrid, ragged breath just behind your neck. So next week, uh, Silva will have the opportunity to finish transcribing her spells. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the group will be able to hopefully reconvene with each other, and everything will continue to go as planned. Uh, That's right. So I hope we not die whatever again. Is, whatever is behind set is just clearly going to be asking for some water. They're parched, and they just got a little bit of a frog in their throat. Stay hydrated, everybody. Exactly. Uh, so... That'll be the end for today. We'll see you all next time. Thank you all for watching. Uh, thank you all for playing. Uh, and always remember uh, that there is actually a difference between your library card, which just about everybody usually has, uh, that is free, and your uh, recessence card. Um, and I will explain what that is next week. Uh, so... Take care, everybody. We'll see you all next time. Farewell.